Welcome to Ghoul's Night Out with your hostesses, Brandy and Jody. Hello, beautiful ghouls. Welcome. This is Brandy. I'm here with my sister, Jody. Hello. So, I'm really honestly not sure if I've read these before, but I have some shower thoughts. Okay. So, first one, most people can eat the same breakfast weeks in a row without complaint, but the same dinner for weeks? No, that's insane. Hmm. That's true. Yes. Next one, everyone actually has three voices. The one in your head, the one you hear when you talk, and the one that everyone else hears. I've always wondered... How you hear? Yeah, how you, yeah. How do, how do I sound to other people? Yeah, I've always wondered that too. It's got to be the same as what you hear, right? You would think so, but hmm. I don't know. Weird. Next one: history classes are only going to get longer and harder as time goes on. Yeah. Next one: I wonder how many times I've walked past or come into contact with a murderer. I don't want to know that. Oh no. Uh, let's take a moment and appreciate that Mother Nature not only pre-slices, but also pre-wraps oranges. Aw, so nice. It is. It's our lunch. <laughs> if the oldest person on Earth is 116 years old, then 117 years ago, there was a completely different set of human beings on Earth. Hmm. Most of my clothes have been to countries I have not. <laughs> fish who are caught and released are like the aquatic equivalent of people who claim to have been abducted by aliens <laughs> <laughs> technically it's impossible to skip breakfast the first time you eat during a day is when you break your fast my entire life has led up to this moment is always true yeah aliens invaded the moon on july 20th 1969 how do they know? Oh, we were the aliens. <laughs> <laughs> it took me a minute. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> wait, there's aliens? <laughs> what? <laughs> a group of squid should be called a squad. <laughs> squid squad. <laughs> Saying um is the human, equi- human equivalent to buffering. Mm-hmm. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> when you're a kid, dick jokes are considered adult content, but when you're adult, they're considered immature. <laughs> <laughs> Cars should have two horns. One is the nice one, and the other is the mean one. I think that's a great idea. That is a great idea. If I'm lucky, my internal organs will never see the light of day. Yeah, really. Yeah. We say hair when referring to lots of it, but we say hairs when referring to a few. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) It's funny. (laughs) I have no idea what I've forgotten. (laughs) If Mary had baby Jesus and Jesus is the Lamb of God, then Mary really did have a little lamb. Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, getting birthday money is the real life equivalent of passing go and collecting $200. <laughs> arms is another word for guns and guns is another word for arms. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> 
squawks said backwards still sounds the same even though it's not a palindrome hmm. we rescue homeless animals and shun homeless people ridiculous ridiculous uh and this is my last one i'm four minutes in so sorry about that <laughs> Asking someone, where are you, is a recent thing. Before we had mobile phones, the only way we could talk to people is if we knew where they were. Oh, yeah. Which, that's not true. You could get on a phone anywhere. Well, that's true. But, but, but yeah. Not like you can now. Yeah, right now, you, yeah, you know where You're like, I'm is. at the store. Yeah. Um, I get what they're saying. Could you imagine when we were kids if someone said that we would be talking on the phone we'd be like in the what? grocery store while we're shopping like what <laughs> how would the cord reach that far like come on <laughs> that's just not possible that's exactly what we would we'd be like what it's plugged into the wall you idiot <laughs> Plus, it's so heavy. I wouldn't want to carry it around. Thing on me. (laughs) What? So loud. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah, that would be crazy if cell phones were like our old phones that we just had to carry around with us. (laughs) Horrible. (laughs) It wouldn't catch on. I don't think. cords running around everywhere tripping people and shit. yeah you would everyone would trip all the time it would be hilarious actually but uh, that's good <laughs> okay this week i did 21 people share the scariest true stories they've ever heard holy shit i hope we don't have the same stories <laughs> oh no I, I got mine from thought catalog okay i did not go on thought catalog okay. and i like skipped around too so i think okay. we're good i'm a crime writer and once interviewed a woman who told me an unrelated horror story about something that happened to her as a girl when she was like 10 she had trouble sleeping and imagined the boogeyman was living in her closet staring at her during the night Every night she would come down and tell her parents and every night her father would tell her the boogeyman didn't exist and she should go back to bed. Well, this happened for several nights and the father got tired of it. So that night he walked her back to her bedroom, turned on the light and said, I'll show you there's no boogeyman and went to open the closet door. But something on the other side held it shut. (gasps) He sent his daughter out of the room and forced the door open to find that a man was inside. Oh my He'd been sneaking into their house every night to stand in the girl's closet and watch her. And maybe more. Oh no. He beat the ever-loving shit out of the man and the man went to prison. When I interviewed this woman, I looked him up online. He'd recently gotten out on parole and had skipped out on his weekly checks. There was a warrant out for his arrest and nobody knew where he was anymore. Who would let that creep out of prison? What the fuck? Oh my gosh. Short story. My wife is from Enterprise, uh, Oregon. And I guess a kid in her school got beheaded on his way home. Was literally found with his head cut off on the side of the street. And to this day, no one knows who did it or how it happened. Oh my God. 
that is horrible that is horrifying oh my gosh (laughs) when i was much younger we lived across the street from a big family he had a wife and five sons one night he brought his whole family into the living room and lined them up and pulled a shotgun out from under the couch and shot himself in the head oh the kids were messed up for the rest of their lives Uh, yeah that's fucked what the fuck is wrong with him (sighs) i don't know i was listening to um you don't i don't think you listen to it but it's uh small town dicks Mm. and this it was about this girl that just her mom died when she was young and her dad was a piece of shit oh god and kept her in her house for like 13 years he let her go to the store every now and then with him at night raped her kept her captive and she finally got away this really nice boy next door started knocking on the window and they got to talking and he got her out of there it was very sweet but it's so sad oh my god i know this poor and she was like you know really tiny for her age she was just like was not developed at all Mm. just really tiny you know wasn't very smart didn't have the vocabulary of a person she was like 16 she acted like a 10 year old Mm -hmm. just really sad that's horrible yeah Yeah, they do when i was a little girl nine years old or thereabouts i was playing at the school down the street from my house it was the middle of summer and myself and a girlfriend were hanging around watching the boys play street hockey one of the boys called my name and said a man in the parking lot was looking for me The parking lot was mostly obscured by the building, but I could see an old 70s-style van that hadn't been there earlier. I was walking over to the van when the mother of one of the other kids showed up looking for her son and asked me what I was doing. When I told her someone in the van was looking for me, she took my hand and started to walk with me, and the van pulled pulled out and sped away. Friend's mom walked me home, and I wasn't allowed out of my yard without my parents for the rest of the summer. (laughs) I was so upset and didn't understand why I was being punished. It was only years later that I understood that I was likely being targeted by some opportunistic scumbag for who knows what. Oh, gross. That's so scary. And the poor thing thought he was being punished. That, or she. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. This happened with my sister-in-law when she was about 11 or 12. Her and her family lived in a trailer park. Just down the street was her bus stop for school. Each morning, she would see a man in his trailer taking pictures of her and her friends. It creeped her out, so she went to tell her mom uh, of what this guy was doing and how he would just stand in the window staring at them and taking pictures. So her mom calls the police and, and reports him. The police didn't do anything. This went on for about another two weeks with no action from the police to where now my sister-in-law is terrified to stand and wait for the school bus and her mom had to call the police again. This time, the police actually arrived at this pervert's house and lo and behold, the police find a wall covered in pictures of my sister-in-law, some of the other neighborhood little girls, and some child porn. Her and the other families watch from afar with, with this guy cuffed up and being escorted to the police cruiser. Wow. Took him two times to... Seriously. What the fuck? Of course, who knows when this was. Yeah. I don't think that would happen now. I hope not. Yeah, you never know. Yeah, you really don't. All right. I've told this story before. I'm an eye doctor, and I had a patient come to me with an infected eyelid. Two other eye doctors tried to treat and failed. 
They were dumping all sorts of medicine into it, and it wasn't getting any better. At this point, it was swollen and painful for weeks with no improvement, despite being on tons of meds. Apparently, neither one of neither of them thought to flip the lid upside down. You know that gross trick some kids do with their upper eyelids? <laughs> it was a painful man- maneuver for her very swollen eyelid, which might explain it. Anyhow, there appeared to be what looked like visible abscess inside the tissue with thick, gooey material. I thought I'd give it a nudge and saw it move. This wasn't an abscess. It was something else. I managed to remove it quite easily in one whole piece. It was a fly larva. The patient told me that she had a bug hit her in the eye a few days before she got this infection. I removed the larva, and within two days, the wound closed, and she was 100% recovered on basic antibiotic eye drops. Yes, I do have the photos of this case for those interested. Ew. No, thank you. Ew. So gross, and like shame on those other doctors. Yeah, really. Freaking look at it. <laughs> How hard is, like, wouldn't that be the first thing you did? It's called laziness. Oh, they just want to shove meds at them. Yeah. And- send them on their way that's gonna fix everything when i was in first grade about seven or eight years old a man stopped by my school and told me elixir your dad sent me to get you i always walk from school and if anybody would have gotten me it would have been my mom so i just asked my dad sent you and he answered yes your dad the very that doesn't make any sense but it says yes your dad the very specific job I don't know why, but I started running towards my home, and lo and behold, my mother was there, and my parents had never sent anyone to get me. My mother called the police immediately. We filled a report, and my mom walked me to and from school for for at least a few days after that. Scary. My great-grandpa once lined up all his children, including my grandpa and his wife, and told them he was going to shoot all of them. I don't know what happened, but he didn't end up shooting them. He was an alcoholic, and he died before I ever met him. My grandpa has always been a gruff man with a short fuse, but you can't really blame him after hearing about his childhood. Holy shit. Something's... um, I don't know why it says this. Something similar happened to me as a kid, maybe two or three. My mom and I lived in a cheap single-wide trailer in a real shitty trailer park. Single mom working two jobs and was going to cosmetology school after my dad left. I stayed with my aunts overnight a lot because my mom would work graveyard shifts. Anyway, she picked me up from my aunt's house around 7 a.m. one day and we went back to our trailer. I remember immediately not wanting to go inside, begging to ride my bike, but my exhausted mother just wanted to go to sleep, so we went inside and she laid in bed. I sat up watching Barney for a while and being the dickhead toddler that I was kept waking my mom up asking to go outside and ride my bike which we usually kept in my room because if we left it outside it would get stolen. I told my mom I didn't want to go play in my room so I asked to lay with her. While we were laying there for some reason I told my mom that there was someone in my closet and he wanted to hurt me. No idea how I knew that. I don't think I even went into my room that day. She got up to show me no one was there And when she walked into my room, the folding closet door started to open and got stuck on something. Turns out, a previously convicted child molester had skipped bail on a new trial, watched my mom's comings and goings for a few days, and broke into our house while she was at work. 
He took my bike in the closet with him, hoping I would come looking for it when we got home, and the only thing that kept him from jumping out of the closet to attack my mom when she walked in there was the spokes on my bike getting stuck on the little metal tabs at the bottom of those folding closet doors. Needless to say, we ran like hell out of the house and got in the car and drove away. Unfortunately, the guy got out of the house before the cops showed up. Holy shit. What the hell is it with people hiding in their closet? I know. Creepy assholes. Jeez. I used to love swimming. I'd go snorkeling, scuba diving, even jumped off a few cliffs into the water. When I was about 18, I read The Necronomicon, the collection of Lovecraft short stories, not the real thing. Had a good scare, giggled at how silly I was to be unnerved and went about my life. Next year went to Crete on holiday. First day I jumped right into the ocean with my dad and went out deep. Lo and behold, I feel something tickling my legs. Mm-hmm. I dive under to sea since it's too deep for seaweed to reach this high and wanted to see fish. Tentacles everywhere. I was so shocked, I lost my air and panicked hard. I started breathing in water as glowing eyes, sharp beaks, and suckered tentacles flashed about me. Oh my god. Thankfully, Dad got me to the shore and didn't understand what was going on. He'd seen nothing, but suddenly had a really grim look on his face. Went to the doctors. Turned out I'm the victim of a family curse. Schizoaffective disorder? My dad was horrified because since he hadn't got got it like his brother and mother he thought i'd be safe they caught it early but this revelation that led to a lot of aspects of my life being thrown in the air entire people in my life became false ideas i had were delusional outbursts revealed to be due to mood swings i'm doing much better now i still don't go in the water so was it there no weird that's horrifying yeah oh my gosh that gave me goosebumps. Yeah, don't go in the ocean. Just stay away. Well, especially if you got this. Well, yeah, but schizoaffective disorder. I guess it wouldn't matter where you're at, though. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's horrible. That would be horrible. One day, as a kid, I was exploring the forest near our house with my cousin. The forest was on a hill, but there were several craters there because of bombs that were dropped there during the World Wars, Germany. One day we saw a backpack at the bottom of one. We tried to climb down, but it was kind of steep and slippery, so we didn't want to risk falling. We planned on returning later with a rope and went home. The next day, news story was that there was a backpack found with the remains of a girl in that forest. A guy walking his dog found it after the dog wouldn't stop barking and going crazy at the edge of the crater while staring at the backpack. We stopped exploring the forest after that. Yeah, that's horrible. Oh my gosh. They were so close to finding it. Oh my gosh. A kid from a couple towns away from me lived on a farm with his girlfriend. They were in the kitchen one night. She was cooking and him and his friend were cleaning their guns at the table. His went off and shot her, killing her immediately. Oh my gosh. He then loaded up, ran outside and shot himself in the head. Oh my gosh. That's horrible. Holy shit. This person's whatever it's called. Is Siggy Butt Brain. (laughs) I had brain surgery roughly three years ago. I lost my concept of time. What felt like four months was only three days. The amount of physical, mental, and emotional pain I went through was crazy. 
I had to find all my memories and relearn how to walk, talk, everything. If you want to go through something terrifying, that is it. Oh my gosh. That would be horrible. Yes. One of my dad's friend's wife was murdered by some crazy dude walking down the street. This guy had just been released from a mental hospital and literally just stabbed her as she walked home. When my dad's friend came back, he thought she had just taken the dogs out for a walk, so he walked along the normal walk route, and he saw loads of blue lights. He was stopped by a police officer and wasn't allowed any closer until he saw that it was his wife. Oh, no. That's horrible. While I was young, I saw a documentary about a guy who got flesh-eating bacteria in his nasal cavity. It ate his face, and he's still alive. Oh, my God. Eventually, they removed the bacteria by removing the eaten parts of his face. He got a prosthetic face, which back in those days was basically a plastic Halloween mask that tried to look human. At the end of the documentary, he took the mask off. His face from his forehead down to his mouth was just a hole. (gasps) Have you seen that before? No. I've seen it, but it wasn't from uh, bacteria. It was from cancer, I think. Oh, my gosh. It's horrible. Walking my dog and crossing the street with a green light and a guy blows through the red light and almost hits me and the dog. I yell asshole and he slams on his brakes and turns around and pulls into the parking lot ahead of me. I get closer and see the car has Illinois plates. I live in Pennsylvania. He says, careful who you call an asshole. I've killed people. I just keep walking and he drives away. The next day I hear a spree killer, Andrew Cunanan, Used a stolen credit card at a gas station in my town. 100% of him. 100% was him. I called an asshole. (gasps) Holy shit, dude. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Got lucky. Oh my gosh. My mom was stalked by a guy in her chemistry class. This was back in the late 70s during her first semester at college. They were lab partners, and Mom thought he seemed cute and nice and was too shy at the time to ask him out, but she said if he'd asked her out, she would have went. They were friendly with each other in class, but their paths didn't cross outside of that since they were in different majors. As the semester wore on, however, she noticed he was often waiting for her outside of her other classes. The library, the student union, out in front where her dad picked her up and dropped her off. This continued into the spring semester. Puzzled, but not yet alarmed, she asked him how he always seemed to know where she was. He proudly said, Oh, I asked the registrar's office for a copy of your schedule. My mom went to complain to the secretary who gave out her schedule, and the secretary blew it off because you guys are dating. Uh... Luckily, mom had already arranged to transfer to a different school for sophomore year and spent the remaining time left avoiding him. She never saw him after that, but it wasn't over. Flash forward to grad school, mom was at work and grandma gets a knock on the door. Since the man at the door was in a naval uniform and my grandmother was a Navy nurse, she let the man in because he looked rather sad. He starts off by saying how sorry he is for my mother's loss, which completely mystified grandma. Well, ma'am, I just got back from overseas and I found out my friend recently killed himself. He spoke, he spoke so highly of his fiancee, your daughter, and I wanted to meet her. My grandmother told him her daughter didn't even have a boyfriend at the moment, let alone a fiancé. It doesn't take long to establish the man's deceased friend in question was in fact Mom Stalker. The naval lieutenant was pretty upset, and my grandmother even more so. She made him leave before Mom got home. 
The weird thing about the stalker's death is that it was ruled a suicide, but he hanged himself from a very high up tree branch you'd need a ladder to get to, and his hands were tied behind his back. From what my mother later learned, he had a tendency to snoop and generally stick his nose in places they didn't belong, besides the obvious stalking thing, and this didn't win him too many friends, so it's anyone's guess who he might have pissed off. My mom always concludes the story kind of nonchalantly like, yeah, back in those days, they didn't really know much about stalking. They've gotten a little better in terms of awareness now. It gives me the creeps to think what could have happened if he escalated his attempts to follow her after she left that school. That's crazy. And he went on with his life telling everybody that he was with her. Yeah. Holy shit. It's like, and who killed him? Yeah, really? Because you know that's what happened. Yeah. It's obvious. I mean, come on. <laughs> Have a great ex-grandma whose son tragically killed himself. He had something wrong with him and raped at least one woman, and there were several little girls that had horrible things done to them. All the official causes of death were suicide. My mom actually told me the truth, that our grandma killed him because he was a monster. Everyone knew, but because of what he did, and was no and nobody batted an eye. It was a different world. Holy crap. <laughs> yeah. Shit. Don't <laughs> piss off grandma. <laughs> There was a man who got out of his car after it broke down on the highway and attempted to walk across the highway to the other side late at night. He was hit by a car and his body was driven over so many times that by the time the sun came up, his body parts were scattered across 300 meters of highway. Oh my God. What? Nobody stopped. Nobody noticed that that was a person? Apparently not. Holy shit, that's horrifying. Oh my gosh. When I worked in a health when I worked in healthcare, I had a patient who got a sinus infection. He stopped taking his antibiotics after a few days because he felt better. His sinus infection came back with a vengeance. When he got to the emergency department, he was presented he was presenting with stroke symptoms. Whoa. The infection had spread to his cranial cavity. There was so much pus that it was twisting his brain. No one thought he would survive the surgery. The family was advised to expect the worst. Amazingly, he actually survived. He ended up needing three more surgeries to wash out and spent almost two months in the hospital. Take your full dose of antibiotics, people. Oh my god, that's scary. That is scary. You can die from any like anything. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. And this is the last one. One of our employees fell into the hammer box. This is a device filled with ultra-high torque rotating hammers what? used to grind up large appliances into scrap metal. Oh my god. It apparently turned three times before the emergency shutoff was hit, pulling in half the employee's body at a diagonal running from the middle of his pelvis to his shoulder. The gruesome part was that he was still alive oh as the pressure god. from the hammers was holding the enormous wound shut. Oh my! Took God. thirty minutes for EMTs to arrive while he screamed for them to simply turn the machine back on and end it. He didn't make it. Oh my fucking! That's God. horrible. Oh my God. That is horrible. Holy shit! Those were crazy. Oh my gosh. Okay, so this week I just have like some creepy experiences that people have had. 
first first couple I believe are from I I kind of went all over the place because I couldn't decide on a topic specific topic so I just have a bunch of different ones so the first couple are um I believe um officers so like police officers okay so strangest story I heard from a police officer colleague a young woman's parents found her body in a chair at a dining room table where she had shot herself in the head there was a letter on the table from Steven Tyler saying he was breaking up with her. Turns out she had told her mother that she was in a new relationship with someone for the past couple of months, but he lived far away, so they exchanged letters. At first it was unexplained and detectives thought someone had tricked her because obviously she wasn't dating Steven Tyler. But then detectives found a box of letters, both the one sent to her and the one sent to Steven Tyler in her bedroom, in a box in her bedroom. All were addressed to her house, and they determined that were, they were all written by her, just in different handwriting. Oh. So essentially, she fatally shot herself after breaking up with herself through a letter. Oh my gosh. That's sad. That is very sad. Holy shit. They gave me goosebumps. Next one, I was a junior police... A cat. I was in a junior police academy, and one of the cops told us about a call they ha- they got a while back. This is true, no joke. I'll tell it like a story with the details I know. A wife and husband had just recently got married, and everything was all fine and dandy. They were just working towards the American dream: house with white picket fence, three cars, two and a half kids. Uh, anyway, the husband and wife wake up one day and go out about their usual routine the husband kisses the wife goodbye and heads off to work nothing strange except the wife notices the husband left his glasses which she knew he really needed for work so she tries calling him and he doesn't pick up she figures oh i'm not doing anything today so she decides to drop his glasses off to him his work wasn't that far anyway so she gets in the car and heads off to her husband's work But as she's driving, she sees a car pulled off on a dirt road and recognizes it as her husband's car. She pulls off the main road and down the dirt road a bit to see uh, if she sees her husband. Sure enough, she sees him standing off to the side of the road a bit. She gets out of the car and calls his name. He turns his head and looks at her, lights a match, and instantly catches fire. The cop showed up showed us a picture of the body ablaze in a fetal position, all charred. They never found out why he did it. That's so weird. I know. Next one. Uh, it was my uncle who used to be a cop in Hong Kong. He was patrolling the street on his own and received a smell complaint call from an apartment building nearby. So he reached the location and met the person who called the complaint and found out where the smell was coming from. He rang the doorbell and a little girl opened the door. As soon as the door was open, he knew someone had passed. The little girl was about five or six years old. My uncle was informed that there were only the little girl and her grandma living in the apartment. They were immigrants from China. My uncle walked into the apartment and noticed that there was a freshly made meal. He went to the room where the smell was coming from and found the woman's body. My uncle was puzzled by the freshly made meal because the little girl was not tall enough to even reach the stove or the countertop. He was also puzzled that the little girl could cook. Chinese food is pretty complex in their recipes. When my uncle asked the little girl who made this, she said it was her mother. 
Later, he found out that the little girl's mother had passed from a stroke about a week before that. They were still taking care of her. Where? How was there a freshly made meal? That's weird. I know. I got chills. (laughs) Okay, the next few are just creepy stories. A boyfriend lived in a house that made no sense. There was a light switch on a baseboard that worked a light two rooms away, for instance. He decided to see if there was a room in the attic space for if there was room in the attic space for some boxes. So he opens the hatch thing, pulls down the ladder and goes up. Pulls the chain for the light to come on. The bare bulb is over a dusty room empty except for a rusty metal children's high chair. He clicked the light back off, came down the ladder and said, "Nope, we're never going up there again." <laughs> That's all it took? <laughs> yeah. He was like, fuck this. That's creepy. <laughs> Next one is the, the story of Karen Wetterhahn. Essentially, she was a chemistry professor at Dartmouth. She was working with an or- organic mercury compound that was relatively unknown at the time. A drop spilled on her gloved hand. No big deal, usually. Turns out... Uh, dimethyl mercury penetrates latex gloves really quickly and a drop on the hand is a death sentence she slipped into a coma about six months later and then died the really terrifying part is the description of her coma one of her uh, quote one of her former students described it as not being the kind of coma i'd expect she was thrashing about her husband saw tears rolling down her face I asked if she was in pain, and the doctor said it didn't appear that her brain could even register pain. That's weird. I know. Next one, I was on vacation in Ithaca with my boyfriend at the time. We had literally, I'm talking 10 minutes, just gotten into town and stopped at a suspension bridge near Cornell's campus. I'm terrified of heights, and so my boyfriend is coaxing me to step by, coaxing me step by step over the bridge. It was gorgeous, and we stopped at the middle to take a picture. On the side we had come from, there was a parking lot with steps leading to the bottom of the gorge, but on the far side, there was a hiking path with no barrier. A woman walked past us and offered to take a picture for us. We declined, and she smiled and walked away quickly to the far side of the bridge, where she smoothly jumped off into the gorge. There was not a second of hesitation. It was almost like she expected the path to keep going. The sound of a person hitting the ground from a jump sticks with you. So does she do it on purpose? I don't know. That's weird. I know. Next one. This one reminds me of uh, some of your stories. I just moved into a basement suite. Every time I went out, I would lock the deadbolt, but not the door handle. When I came back home... A lot of the time, the deadbolt would be unlocked and the door handle would be locked. At first, I thought I was just confused about which one I had locked, so I started paying more attention. It kept happening, and I realized someone must be going in when I went out. I assumed it was the landlady and was annoyed, but didn't say anything at first. Then one day, I came home and found the wrong lock locked again. I went in pissed off and opened the fridge to get something to eat. There was a book in the fridge that I had never seen before. A book? I collected old books, and this one was published in the early 1900s, which creeped me out completely because it was like it had been left for me. 
I finally called my landlady and asked if she was going into my apartment and told her what had happened. She freaked right out, uh, said the last person who lived there was a really creepy guy with mental health and drug problems. She got all the locks changed that day, and it never happened again. Uh, oh, my gosh. They gave her a present, though. That was nice, actually. <laughs> what if some creepy guy just, like, left you the best presents ever? <laughs> you were like, oh, my gosh, how do you know I wanted this? <laughs> but stay away from me. Yeah, don't. I don't want to see you, but leave me a present. <laughs> Next one, my child. My in child tirehood. <laughs> my entire childhood, my father and I used to take late night walks due to his insomnia from shift work. Our neighborhood is considered very safe and ultimately was like an urban neighborhood, besides one of the roads towards the back, which was lined with thick forest for about a mile and about a quarter deep, which circled back on itself. All these walks are very dear memories of mine, except one, and it ended up being the last one. Along the road with the tree line, there was a single street light to illuminate a small plot of land that someone owned, and it was very overgrown and ill-kept. It was very common for us to walk this road to enjoy the sounds of the forest, the lack of illumination, and the ease of circling back. One ordinary night, as we're walking and making conversation, my father stops abruptly, pulls me close, and puts a hand over my mouth, crouches down with me, and points toward a single illuminated plot roughly a hundred yards away. At first I didn't see anything and thought he was pulling my leg, but just as I began to protest his grasp, I see a very small, humanoid figure, roughly three feet in height, scrawny and with long limbs materialize out of the plot's brush line and continuously take in its surroundings before signaling towards the brush. After a few seconds, two other small humanoid figures materialize as well. After a brief moment of what looked to be a discussion, all three make a dash for the forest tree line. Once this happened, my father picked me up, threw me over his shoulder, and made a break for our home, which was roughly a half mile back. Mind you, my father is 6'5", 220 pounds, and I was roughly 120 pounds at the time, and he never showed signs of slowing due to his fear and adrenaline. After this night, we never took late night walks, and he installed four bright motion, de motion detection lights around our acre plot, and he brought a dog home. The few times I've tried to bring it up, he doesn't want to discuss it, and made it clear he never wanted to. Those figures still give me chills, and the image of the three huddled together is very vivid 15 years later. Ooh. That is creepy. So were they like aliens or That's what like I... fairy people? I don't think they were small enough to be fairies. I thought they were like aliens, like small hmm. greys. And these are um, crypt cryptid. Next few. Next one, I was walking to meet up with my friend. I live in Connecticut, so as far as I knew, there was nothing here that could be a cryptid or unknown to us. I was walking around 11 p.m. to go meet up with a friend of mine to chill for a little, and I approached this house, specifically the garage, because I cut through the yard. As I came closer to the garage, I noticed my friend. It was him, and I did our call, which was a ch-ch sound, I guess. And this thing just looked at me with his, with his face. <laughs> Every detail was the same, 
and it was a full moon that night, so I could see him very clearly. I got closer, called his name, and he, it, gave no response. It just, I just thought he was being a freak and fucking with me, so I continued on my way and Snapchatted him, asking what the hell he was doing. He shortly sent me a Snapchat picture of him at a bowling alley in a town about 30 minutes away. This was all within 5 to 10 minutes of the sighting. I never saw anything again, but from then on, I wasn't much of a night person anymore. I, can, I still can't shake the eerie and dreadful feeling I had when I saw that thing. I tend to not talk about the subject because of how much it genuinely scares me. I still can't think of what the thing was, but it, it mocked the appearance of my friend. This experience has seriously freaked me out, and I still refuse to walk alone at night. Ugh. Next one, I was operating a raid camera in Afghanistan at about 0200 during routine sweeps of a local combat outpost. I noticed something on the IR that looked like a bear, but skinnier and smaller that was pacing the wall. I had the radio telephone operator call over to alert them of a possible wild animal. When the quick reaction force went outside to confront the animal... They gave word of no sight or contact. In the camera, they, dire- they were directly on top of whatever it was that was out there. It moved with them until they went back inside, and we watched it pace for another two hours before it left the area of operations. Still freaks me out. They were standing in the same place, and there were lights all around, yet only the IR could see it. Hmm. That creepy? Mm-hmm. Next one, I was walking my dog, and he started woofing and barking at a house across the street. I slowed down, trying to get a look at what he was seeing. There was this white, grayish, boomerang-shaped thing flapping its wings really slowly like a manta ray in the water, but it was moving way too fast and was circling our neighbor's house. It zoomed around the house, disappearing into the backyard and going back around the front maybe five times as I stood staring at whatever it was. It was nighttime, but there was enough light to see that that it didn't have any definable features. It was just an amorphous, boomerang-shaped thing, and it was flying with one wing pointed towards the ground and one towards the sky, vertically. People say it was an owl or bat or other type of bird, but it didn't have feathers or defined edges or eyes or a head or anything animalistic. It was just a diffuse, oblong, unnatural shape less than 100 feet away from me, moving way too fast for how slow its wings were flapping, and then then it disappeared behind the house. To this day, I'm not sure what I saw, or if even I truly saw it. The prospect of being a vivid hallucination is almost as scary, but my dog saw it too. I swear on my mother's grave I saw something that night. Hmm wonder what it was. Next one. One night, my husband and I were driving home from somewhere. I think it was a friend's house, but I don't remember. We were taking some back roads when suddenly this creature ran out in front of our car and we had to slam on our brakes to avoid hitting it as it darted across the road into the woods. Its body looked like a human running on all fours, but it was way too fast to be human. And the head was like a boar's. It had tusks. We both saw the same thing and were rightly freaked the fuck out about it. We later dubbed it the Man Bear Pig. But those are mine for the week. All right. 
so this week for the witty wrap up we are doing we did mad lib i did three of them brandy picked out the words yes i haven't heard these so hopefully they're funny yes okay so the first one is uh it's a mad lib and it's called water utility customer service call okay okay csr Happy Christmas. This is Palm Treeville Water and Sewer. May I choke you? <laughs> Caller. Yes, I am soft. <laughs> My tap water looks pointy and smells shiny. CSR. Relax. Don't run. This is a harmless condition caused by chairs entering the pipes. Caller. But my kids are all sick in bed with farts on their knee. <laughs> CSR, well, that's not caused by the water. That's caused by slimy parenting, substandard spaceship fun- funding in our schools, and Bill Clinton's policies. <laughs> Caller, well, when I took a shower this morning, my hair turned red and crusty bumps began appearing on my neck. <laughs> CSR, have you tried flushing your skulls? <laughs> Caller, I need help. No. <laughs> Now when I look down the drain, I see a car. (laughs) CSR, whoa. (laughs) We better send out our cow technician to to check that out. Martha Stewart is our best troubleshooter, and they're in the field right now testing the phones. Caller, tell them to look for the house with a sharp front door and a bus in the driveway. (laughs) CSR, you'll also need to talk directly to our reindeer department at extension 5. In the meantime, don't slide any of your water taps and treat the skin irritation with a salve of water and pizza. (laughs) You can also use an over-the-counter remedy called SHOP, but don't use Macy's general generic brand. Also, be sure to boil your horn and drink only bottled milk. (laughs) Caller, how long? CSR, about 37 years. (laughs) Have a spooky day. (laughs) Oh, my God. That was funny. (laughs) That was the one I didn't think was that funny. But I think it's funnier when you say it out loud. (laughs) Okay, this one's called Spooky Stuff. American children are fascinated by ginormous stuff, like stories that scare the boobies off them, (laughs) or make their hot dogs stand on it. (laughs) Scientists say this is because being frightened causes the muggle gland to function and puts wine into their blood. Everyone knows that makes kids feel hot. When they are scared by a movie or a bottle, boys laugh and holler and skip, but girls cover their eyes with their jugs (laughs) and keep screaming and stuffing. (laughs) Most kids get over this by the time they are 42 years old. (laughs) Then they 
really like movies about cars reading or cops shooting skis. Or if they are girls, they like movies about a boy meeting a candle and falling. <laughs> of course, that can be scary too. <laughs> Okay. And this is my last one. This is rap libs. Okay. <laughs> Are you going to rap it? I'm not going to rap it. <laughs> it's easy as boys in the hood. Okay. Cruising down the street in my elephant. Jocking the preppies. Slapping the nerds. <laughs> went to the went to bumfuck Kentucky to get the scoop. <laughs> Snobs out here cold shooting some bitches. A scooter pulls up. Who can it be? A friend Camino calling or rolling Aaron. He rolls down his earlobe <laughs> and he just start, and he started to say it's all about making that corona. Cause the boys in the hood are always plump. You come snacking that wiener. <laughs> snacking that wiener. <laughs> you come snacking that wiener and we'll pull your card. Knowing nothing in life but to be hard. Don't quote me, bitch. I ain't said fuck. <laughs> and that's all I got. Oh my god. Snacking that wheel. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, that's great. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Send in your stories. We need them. Ghoulsnightoutpodcast at gmail.com. You can look us up on Facebook. Request to join the group. And we've actually been getting a lot of Facebook people. So keep it up. And recommend us. Rate, review, subscribe wherever you listen. We will talk to you next week. Later. Bye. Oh, a side note. I don't know if you know, but Elvis died. Who? Elvis, George's kitty. Oh. I know. How? I'm not sure. He he was old. I think. Oh. And, uh, I think he got sick and oh, he passed away. That's sad. I know. I was gonna say, um, Brandy. <laughs> <laughs> Elvis died a long time ago. <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait, <laughs> everyone's been saying he's alive this whole time.